It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Two, one. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing all right. Recovering uh, from the wild day yesterday. Yeah, it's it's uh, we're we're a day we're a day out, so uh, I had a little bit of time to heal from what happened yesterday. Um, so we'll get into uh, Mike Vrabel's Monday press conference. I was calling him Mike Malarkey. Uh, Mike Vrabel's Monday press conference. Um, kind of some news and notes from that, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, Delaney Walker, what they did, what they're going to do to replace him, and then just kind of looking forward at, at what the offense may or may not look like with without him out there. Uh, before we do that, I remind you right from MusicCityMiracles.com, where we cover the Titans for uh, SB Nation. And you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry is at T Lambert FB. You can follow the podcast account at Locked On Titans. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search us out, and you'll find us there. All right. So obviously, Mike Vrabel had his regular Monday press conference today. Um, was a little bit more honest about Marcus Mariota than I think both of us were expecting him to be. Um, basically, saying that you know, hopeful we'll get him back. Um, it's important we have everybody healthy. Um, you know, so we can move forward with him as our quarterback. So uh, to me, I mean, that just seems like a deal. I don't, it, I don't know what the exact extent of the injury was or what it's going, if we'll ever hear an official diagnosis. I mean, we talked a little bit about it last night, but, um, you know, just something he, he got hit wrong, I guess on his hand, elbow, whatever it was, and couldn't feel the football. And that's obviously a, a problem for a quarterback. You know, as we were recording last night, uh, the Bears and the Packers were playing, and Aaron Rodgers got hurt in the first half of that game, came back on one leg, and, and you know, brought the Packers all the way back, and they won. They were down, what, 20 to nothing, and came back and won. And so I saw some people today, you know, saying, you look what Aaron Rodgers has got. You know, he comes out there on one leg, and Marcus couldn't – Marcus hurt his elbow and couldn't play or whatever, you know. And I mean, I, I, not to say that the thought didn't cross my mind, but at the same time, I mean, if you're a quarterback and you can't feel the football, uh, you are hurting your team more by being out there than, you know, being the, quote, tough guy and staying in the game. Yeah, there's a big difference in a, a leg injury. You know, Rodgers was hobbled, obviously, um, but that's different. He can still grip the football. Uh, the way Marcus was talking, he, he literally couldn't get a grip on the football, uh, and that would kind of explain the, the interception. I, I just I, – I hate to constantly sound like I'm making excuses for him, but that does add up uh, right there. But at some point, it's all got to come together. You know, the, the injuries, the the excuses, the the different offenses, the miscommunications. At some point, it's got to all come together. Still confident we'll get there. It's just frustrating to sit here and wait seemingly years uh, now on that to happen. But uh, saw a picture of him with Delaney Walker, you know, in a in a wheelchair, uh, you know, at, at the hospital. And he didn't look like he had a sling on or anything like that. So it, it sounded like it was just a stinger. Uh, it sounded like he's getting over it pretty quick. So I'd, I'd fully expect Marcus Mario to play next week. Yeah, and obviously that's a good good thing. I mean, we know that if this team is going to be good, that it's got to be with with Marcus Mario under center. Uh, we talked a little bit about Lane Gabbard last night. I mean, Lane Gabbard is what he is. That's why he's a backup in this league. He's not going to consistently win you football games. So they got to have Marcus if they're going to reach what we hope that they can reach, um, and so we'll just we'll kind of see how that plays out. Uh, Taylor Lewan, the concussion protocol, no surprise there. 
um, saw, uh, you know, obviously what what happened there. That that's another frustrating part about that game and the officiating. And, and to Mike Vrabel's credit, I mean, he basically said today, like, look, the the officiating didn't lose us that game. We need to move on and, and think about other things. So, I mean, I, I like that he's taking that stance. I like that he's not trying to use excuses and, and, and that kind of stuff. But when you watch how that whole play went down, and we were talking about this a little bit before we got started, you know, Fox cut to Dean Blandino um, while they were sorting all that out after the brawl. And he's saying, well, you know, they're going to get a penalty for this. And, you know, the guy that hit Lawan might get tossed and, you know, blah, 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 the illegal crackback or whatever, you know, was what they were saying what happened. And then, and then they come back and there's like there's two penalties on the Titans. Uh, I guess there was a penalty of the Dolphins, too, because they offset. But none of the penalties that the, the rules official that Fox has, uh, the, the ones that he said they were going to call, they didn't call any of those. So it, it kind of adds to the frustration of the day. But the end result there, Taylor Lewan got a concussion. He's in the concussion protocol, so we'll just kind of see how how he progresses through that throughout the week. Well, you know, you add you know the Lewan thing, and then you add Tajay Sharp touching Rashad Jones after the interception, uh, and then you add in the Delaney Walker uh, phantom hold, where Delaney was literally getting ripped to the ground by his face mask. Uh, so that yeah, that adds up for to a frustrating day. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and say it, if those calls don't go against the Titans that they can't win that game. I mean, those were huge calls, uh, especially that hold on Delaney Walker. It could have totally altered the game. So uh, I understand you're going to get those, but it, it it really seems like the Titans are always on the wrong end of those, and especially against the Dolphins. You know, it's two years in a row. Uh, they've gone to Miami and really gotten screwed by the officials. Yeah, and I wonder, I don't know if you saw the part about when they asked, you know, they were asking about the hit on Mariota, when he hurt his hand or elbow, whatever it was, and, you know, basically saying they hit him low, and that Jerome Boger explained it as, well, he was a runner at that point. He's not a not a quarterback anymore. And so Vrabel said he went to Dean Pease and said, all right, look, if that's what they're going to call, then we need to be doing the same thing. So I thought that was a little bit more honesty uh, than you'll typically get from an NFL head coach. But, you know, I mean, he's not wrong in thinking that way. So I think, you know, they'll just kind of have to keep an eye on that and, and see – see how that plays out um was there anything else that we should touch on from today well one quick thought on Lewan. you know i there's no telling if he's going to be able to play they're going to take it slow and, and easy but hey, you look across the line of scrimmage next week you're facing jj watt jadevian Clowney, uh with a banged up marcus mariota potentially Lewan out you don't know if jack conklin's going to play um that's bad news uh so you can't rush Lewan along but also Kevin Panfiel, Dennis Kelly against those two, that's going to be brutal. So uh, the Lawan situation is huge to follow this week. Yeah, because we all remember the Will Tech game, right? Yes. It was three or four years ago, whatever it was. J.J. Watt had, I don't know, eight, ten sacks in that game. Um, yeah, you, you don't want to see a, a repeat of that. So hopefully you'll be able to progress through. And maybe we can get Jack Conklin back. I and mean, we'll just have to see kind of how that plays out. I guess we'll have to keep an eye on practice reports when they become available. I think it was encouraging that Conklin was able to do some work last week. But I still think he's probably, probably a pretty long shot to play in either of these next two games. I think maybe in the fourth game he might be. But who knows? They may ramp him up this week and he may be ready to go. All right, the Titans added a tight end to replace Delaney Walker. So we'll talk a little bit about that here in just a second. Before we do that, we're going to tell you about my bookie. Um, you, you know, if you've if you've gambled on sports before, you know that part of the part of the issue that you run into 
um, when you're trying to figure out where you're where you're going to bet is can you get paid if you win do they send you the money and that's not an issue with my bookie uh, they're they're a, the a site's been in business for a long time uh, they've sponsored this podcast for the last year or so um, you know and, and we talk about their their mobile site that it's just as good as their desktop site you don't have to download have any of that kind of stuff so check them out they've got all kinds of stuff they got you know college NFL major league baseball whatever you want to do you can do there. Uh, you can do, obviously, before the game. You can do in-game. Anything that you want to do, they have available. They have a great deal for locked-on listeners. Uh, if you join my bookie now, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. So if you use the promo code LOCKEDON, uh, you can activate that offer and get that get that deposit match. Uh, visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah. So throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. So the Titans officially placed Delaney Walker on IR today. We knew that that was going to happen. Uh, they signed Michael Pruitt uh, from the Texans practice squad uh, to replace Delaney Walker on the active roster. Um, you know, this is this is kind of another deal. Uh, where you, you got these, you know, conspiracy people that say, well, you know, they're just just signing him to get intel, um, and I don't think that, you know, this to me makes more sense than the, than the Dolphins signing Luke Falk, right? But um, you, you know, and I, I'm not sure that Mike Vrabel spent last year with the Texans, so I'm, I'm sure he's got enough there. But it, this, so this is a guy that he is uh, that he's familiar with. Um, it'll be interesting to see one how quick Pruitt can get up to speed. Um, and to see what kind of role, if any, he'll play in this offense. I mean, now you've got, you know, you had, you had, you know, Walker and Jonas Smith as your top two tight ends. You got to bump everybody up a spot now. So you've got Jonas Smith, you've got Luke Stalker. We talked a little bit about that last night. But then you've got to, you got to have some depth there. You've got Ferkser, but I'm not sure what he brings as a blocker. Um, so I don't know. I mean, this is just to me, it's a, it's a necessary move. We talked about how maybe they would bring Cunningham back. Just kind of because of his familiarity after being here for a couple of weeks in camp, but you know Pruitt's a guy that it's it's that's been on some teams and, and made some plays in the NFL. Um, and I think you were saying he made the text and they cut him a couple of days later, uh, but then signed him back to the practice squad. So it'll just be interesting to see how quickly he works up to speed. Yeah, I don't know much about him. Not expecting really anything out of him either. Uh, but I think it does say. That the Titans are going to stick to their two tight end formation, uh, which we saw a ton of, you know, on Sunday against the Dolphins. So, uh, the question I have is if Jonu Smith is in those formations, because, you know, can he be an inline blocker? Can he seal that edge? 
uh, or is are they going to be more reliant on Anthony Ferkser? So uh, that's uh, that's an interesting dynamic to me. Uh, suddenly, it's pretty thin, and uh, you know don't have a lot of talent at, at the proven talent that is at the tight end spot. So uh, a ton of unknowns, and I think the whole offense shifts. You know, Delaney Walker is such a big part of this offense. Uh, Mr. Reliable, a guy that can do it all. Uh, so I'm really fascinated to see how uh, Matt LaFleur adjusts this offense. Yeah, and, you know, this is really going to put the spotlight on Jonathan Smith because, you know, the thing that we heard when he was drafted was he's a he's a carbon copy of Delaney Walker. And, you know, we kind of assumed that they they brought him in to replace Delaney Walker. Now, you know, the, the Titans gave Walker an extension before or, or during training camp. So I don't necessarily think they were thinking that way. But if you've got two guys that can do all the things that Delaney Walker can do, I mean, you're, you're obviously better off for, for having that. Um, I, I'm not sure that Jonu Smith has really played – it's played out the way that they hoped it would. I don't think he's done as much uh, from a blocking perspective as, as they hoped that he would do. Um, so maybe you know, maybe this, this puts the pressure on him. Maybe he can step up his game in this but yeah i don't know it, it's going to be interesting to watch and, and interesting to see just the way that things change now with walker being out and these other guys being involved and you know we 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 talked a lot about heading up into roster cutdowns about four four running backs or four tight ends we kind of thought they would they would go with the four running backs they ended up going with four tight ends that seems to be a smart move at this point i mean i don't know that they couldn't have gotten furcher back here had they had they cut him but you know, I, I don't know. Like you said, it's going to be interesting to see what they what they want to do. And, and again, ultimately, they want somebody out there who can, you know, who doesn't tip what's going on. When you've got Delaney Walker out there, it doesn't tip if it's a, going to be a run or a pass. He's not just playing third downs. They're not just bringing him in on passing downs or anything like that. He can do both, and, and so that puts that stress, that pressure on the defense. I'm not sure that they have that other guy there. I think they want John New to be it, but I'm just not sure that he's there yet. And it might be something where you don't see the two tight end set as extensively as we saw last week. Uh, maybe you roll with more three receiver set. Maybe you see more Taewon Taylor, who didn't play a lot after that touchdown drop. Uh, so maybe you shift the offense in the short term as you work in Pruitt, as you get Ferkster more comfortable, as you work in Jonu Smith as kind of that tight end number one. Uh, in, in the offense, so I think it's going to be an adjustment period, and you know it just goes to to what we've been saying for three weeks now. Titans just don't have any chemistry. Uh, so now you don't have any chemistry with Delaney Walker. Now you're working in new chemistry with uh, another tight end, and now Jonu Smith in that role. So it's just a it's a moving target right now. Uh, hopefully everything settles down, uh, and so Marcus Mario can kind of settle in get some chemistry and get comfortable in this offense. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you talk about Delaney Walker being that security blanket that, you know, you have there, and now, like you said, he's not there. They've already got chemistry issues. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a really good point, something that I hadn't really necessarily thought about. But, yeah, it is a moving target, and I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't it, – it, this, this first little – this first quarter of the season here is, is shaping up to be, you know, quite – quite the challenge because again you, the Dolphins looked like I mean probably the the worst team of the first four they were going to play now you, you're looking Houston Jacksonville Philadelphia with all these moving parts and all this stuff going on 
I don't know. I, I just I, I hope that they can find something in there, and we're going to talk a little bit about maybe what will change in, in the offense as a whole. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it's just, it, like you said, the, the chemistry has been an issue, and we've seen it time, crop up time and time again, and now you're just looking further from that. So I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. All right, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about just kind of the offense overall and, and what we think will change and kind of who maybe benefits from Walker being out. So it kind of it kind of sucks to say or like to talk about somebody benefiting from Delaney Walker being out, but Delaney Walker was a huge part of this offense. He was a huge percentage of the target share for this team. That those balls have got to go to somebody. So how do you how do you kind of see that playing out? Well, I think you got to look at Corey Davis. Um, look how they used him at least in that first quarter. A lot of short targets. Um, you know, just pop passes, uh, will dump out in the flats, uh, not really attacking down the field, but more short and in the intermediate. Uh, so that makes sense to me. Uh, also, I think Dion Lewis benefits from this. Uh, you saw him kind of service at security blanket, which Marcus Mario has not had in, in his entire career. Uh, so that helps. And then, you know, I, I think you bring a receiver along. Uh, Vrabel talked about getting Taewon Taylor more involved. I'm not sure why he didn't play. I, I really don't. For as much as we heard about him in training camp and, and you know the positive things he was doing, he did not play very much outside of that first quarter. So uh, I don't know if it was uh, if it was just formation based or what. But now you're not going to have Delaney Walker. You might be going to more three receiver set. So maybe he slides into the slot. Maybe he plays that outside role more. But uh, I, I think those three guys specifically are going to benefit from Walker being out. Yeah, and I don't know. Like the the thing with Taewon has just been, uh, it's been so weird because you know at the beginning of camp he was working in that X role. We talked about that all the time and how many snaps he's given the first team and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden it just completely flip flopped between him and him and Tajay Sharp. And so now I, I wonder is I mean do they consider Taewon Taylor the fourth receiver? And I I know that like Tajay Sharp was probably a better route runner or maybe a more consistent route runner. I'll say. Um, but that just Taylor gives you so much more. He gives you so much more of a ceiling. There's so much more that the defense has to think about when he's on the field. So you would think they would be looking for ways to get him out there. Like you said, I don't know what it was that they got him bumped down on Sunday, um, whether it was gameplay. I mean, whatever, whatever it might have been. But, you know, they were, I mean, an eyelash away from hitting him for a, for a big touchdown. And if he catches that, it, it really changes the complexion of the game. Obviously, he didn't, so you know you, you have to you have to point that out. But I don't know. It's just like it seems like they would try to work him in more. But for whatever reason, it seems as any if anything, his usage has gone down from where it was at the beginning of camp. Yeah, it seemed like in that dress rehearsal game, the sign was there. You know, Taewon played deep. Uh, I think into the third quarter, and then you saw. Tajay Sharp playing with the ones, and he didn't play anymore. So I, I don't know what happened there. Uh, it was really strange. Could be, you know, at the beginning of camp, it, it seemed like Tajay Sharp was, you know, on the roster bubble. I mean, there was something. There was a disconnect there. They they didn't really seem to care for Tajay, and now suddenly he's ahead. So I don't know. I the two don't really compare to me. You know, Tajay is just that your your run of the mill number four receiver in the NFL. Taewon at least has some juice. You know, you talked about him in the Sammy Watkins role. Maybe not 
contributing statistics wise, but taking the top off his defense, making them pay attention. Just didn't see that much. But you know, we saw him get behind the defense on the one the one snap that he really impacted the game. Uh, the Titans need more than that. Uh, they they need to to move those safeties, open up the intermediate. That's where Marcus eats. Uh, so I, I'm I'm hoping that they can work more of that in. There's no reason for him not to be on the field. Unless he just doesn't get the offense, which uh, unfortunately is a reality. But you know, working in the first year of another new offense, so I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, I'm still excited about Taewon, but I, I, it'd be dumb not to be concerned about you know him grasping this offense. But going back to your original point, I mean, I, I think it is. It's it's got to be Corey Davis. Corey yes. Davis has got to become the focal point of this passing game. We saw. It looked like they were making a conscious effort early in that game on Sunday to make that happen. And he has, you know, there was the weird thing with him sitting out a couple of days or whatever early in camp. But he he was the most consistent, I think, of the receivers as they went through camp. And that's a good sign. And, again, you know, the, the, took him number five overall two years ago. Um, didn't just, just didn't get to have the production you would want as a rookie just because of the injury. I mean, there was really nothing else that was an issue. It didn't seem like... There have been some chemistry things with, with him and Mariota, but, I mean, that's okay. That's that's part of learning to play with each other. But the just, the, I don't know, just the fact that they were doing what they did early in that game and just standing up and throwing the ball, basically, getting the ball in his hands, letting him try to make some plays. So that's encouraging, and I think that, you know, if he can step up and be the guy they drafted him to be, it makes the loss of, of Delaney hurt a little bit less. And then if everybody else can just kind of collectively – step up and fill in their roles and just raise their game a little bit, then maybe you don't have the huge gaping hole that we, that we all feel right now with Delaney Walker being out. Cause I mean, that's the, and we talked about this last night, but that's the biggest thing walking away from that game is, I mean, that was, that was the most bizarre game that you're ever going to see, going to see in, in the NFL. I mean, you're there. You're, you've never seen anything like it before. You're never going to see anything like it again. So if, if the Titans go down there and lose that game, 27 to 20, everybody comes away healthy you know that that's it. It sucks, and we don't want to lose week one. And everybody's, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's some other issues cropping around, but you're still at full strength. You've got a division game. You win that one, the, the conversation changes. But it was just that was it was the it was the loss of Delaney that, that really hurt so badly. So again, it's just going to be on everybody else to, to step up. And, and I, I think you're right. I think that's starts Corey Davis. Well, and what what hurt the most for me about that game is the, just the next three weeks. You know, you got Houston, Jacksonville, and Philadelphia. That's rough. Uh, that's three really good teams. That's three potential playoff teams. Uh, it took Houston a while to get going, but once they did, they, they were in the game late with uh, the New England Patriots. So uh, they look pretty pretty stout. They got all the pieces back on defense. You're going to have to figure this out on the fly against three really good football teams, and that is really, really scary. Um, yeah, if you start the year 0-4, stats say you're probably not making the playoffs. So, uh, you know, 1-3 isn't great, but I think, uh, I, you know, it, it kind of sucks to say, but if the Titans kind of steal one here the next three, I, I think that's a success. Absolutely. I'd be thrilled at 1-3, and three, um, depending on how they look along the way. But, yeah, when you talk about three, I mean, three really, really good defenses too. You know, that's the thing. I mean, the, we you got an offense that's in flux here. So anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, that'll do it for tonight. Um, we're going to have McG- Dave McGinnis tomorrow night, so that'll be awesome. Um, if you've heard him, you know he's great. Um, he, he loves he loves to talk ball, and, and I'm sure he'll be really good with us. We'll talk to him about 
their experiences going through that delay because he, he and Mike Keith on the radio for a really long time on Sunday. So we'll talk to them about that and then just kind of get his opinion on how they replaced Delaney Walker and all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, a guy that's been in the NFL for a long time and so uh, has a lot of good insight. Between now and then, you can check us out at musicmiracles.com. We'll have a lot of stuff up there. Um, so you can check that out. Again, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jim Morris MCM. Terry's at T Lambert FB. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening to Locked On Titans, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NHL team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.